welcome to another episode of Rolling Imperfection, the podcast for players and game masters to design perfect characters through imperfection. We cover all forms of game design, from interesting and engaging backstory creation to campaign and NPC development. Enjoy, remember to play what you love, and may your characters do something epic. Welcome back to Rolling Imperfection, the podcast to make your story-driven campaign better. I'm Kevin. And I'm Steve. And we're doing a little bit of a uh, a free-form episode here. This episode was uh, kind of spawned out of a couple of things. Both me planning my last episode of my game Tempest, my kids on bikes game, uh, and a conversation I had with Monster about planning sessions. Steve, what? Kevin. <laughs> What do you think the basic pattern for planning a session is? Uh, basic pattern would, well, I mean, yeah. my, my method, uh, which mm-hmm. uh, is not as well refined as yours, I will say that, <laughs> is uh, pretty Ooh, much basically he, like... He assumes I have a method. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to, you're running a bunch of sessions, you got to have some plan. Um, <laughs> but mine would generally be to figure out like what I want as like the overall goal. So like you got to think yeah. about like the big picture, but like where you're going and how your current session fits into that. And then you want to have like something to like either like be like started and then like concluded, you know, relatively soon after you get started with that uh yeah. objective. And then you probably want to like hunt out, you know, your NPCs and any conflicts you'll have and uh, maybe plan for, you know, the inevitable, uh, all of your shit going to, to hell and uh, your players wanting to do something else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, in game, not like at the table, do something else like play poker. Um, I mean, I maybe think, it's I that, think, but <laughs> I think that's fair enough. I think monster yeah. put it to me as like, pick a setting, pick a conflict, choose a final boss and choose some minions or something like that. I'm sure monster screaming at the podcast, um, saying how <laughs> that's not what I've, I said. <laughs> I've wronged him. Um, this was a conversation after our one shot episode where he was kind of like basically describing to me the three act structure, which is a good structure. Um, I've described it before, uh, in, um, I think a couple of planning. episodes. Yeah. It's like at least two. I want to say three. Um, I, yeah, I'm very familiar with it. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and it's a good structure. I'm not, this episode is not to say that that structure is bad. That this episode is to say that I wanted to kind of, I wanted to kind of give another, another pathway, shall we say. Um, and I think this could work. As I said, I employed it in kind of an ongoing series, but I think it could work in more of a loose one shot. Although... You do need to, like I said in the one-shot episode, you do need to hit that that end goal, you know? <laughs> um, one-shots have to conclude. Uh, ongoing series do not really have to conclude. True. Um, That's what cliffhangers are for. Yeah, very, very true. Uh, but I would argue, and I am going to go into what we did for our listeners, uh, <laughs> and um, I would argue that, that not every session really has that. And I think the the prevailing idea might be that because it doesn't have that it would be a quote-unquote bad session but i'm not sure i agree right you mean that uh there's no conclusion or like that there's no big concluding finale. thing yeah 
Yeah, no, I don't think a, I don't think a session has to have like you know a big climax or whatnot to it. I mean, you can do that on occasion. Just have it's like, okay, I just want to have like a like very straightforward session. We're gonna do these things, and then there's gonna be a conclusion, and then we're gonna stop there. Whether you know, I have five hours allotted for it. If they do it in three, then so be it. That's where we're stopping, uh, because you want it <laughs> to be a nice, neat package or whatever. Um, like I, I could, I could see wanting to do that, but I don't think you ever need to do that. Like, I don't, I wouldn't, wouldn't say it's something that you have to do. Yeah. I mean, you yourself have definitely had some regrets where you had us wanting to go longer. And so you pushed it longer, but they were on less fully yep. formed ideas <laughs> and you didn't yep. like that as much. Yep. And I, I will say right now I have as well. <laughs> yeah. That's like the worst feeling is that you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess we can go a little bit longer because you get talked into it by your players, especially if you're a new GM. Uh, don't, don't let them talk you in, in, into it. <laughs> Unless you give them like a 30 minute session and then you're like, okay, we're done. And then, then that's, then it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but I, you know. I, yeah, no, I, and I think I agree with you there. Um, I think if you're not comfortable going on, it can be really hard because you've got theoretically like three or four of your friends probably like looking at you going, oh, come on, man, we can't end it there. Can we go a little longer? And you're like, well, I don't know. Lisa, can I have some more? And I guess I can always recommend the old teaching adage of like plan for longer than there is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> always have that extra activity in the case of teaching, but that extra like plot point or like the beginning of the next thing planned out or something um, definitely can help. Yep. That's actually something that I've been thinking about doing for Crimson Knight is that like since it's been on a longer hiatus than I originally wanted to have. Like I'm thinking it's like, you know what? I think I'm just going to go and like do the skeletal work for like next like 15 episodes ish and get like, like just the basics, like not, not going to like make, you know, side NPCs and stuff like that for anything. Just like <laughs> get like the general idea of like what I, what direction I want to do. Yeah. And then, um, give you guys at least a good reason to try and stay on course, but not require you to. Um, okay. on a plan so that that way I can like accommodate things. Um, so that's like another thing you have to uh, think about for your, like your structure of your game, I guess it's like my Crimson Knight games. This is a space game. They can go pretty much anywhere. You'd be like, I want to go to that planet. It's like, okay, well, you know, that's a, you know, a planet. I guess I could just have a planet named something and then just, you know, be like, okay, well, whatever planet you guys pick, it's got this name. And then this is what it is. And I have a predefined ball or orb of that planet. <laughs> And it's just like, well, which one are you picking? It's going to go into wherever that, whatever that, <laughs> that hole is. <laughs> but I don't want to mean... do that because I, I like naming my planets that make sense for, for me and everything. <laughs> like, you know, like I like theming, so I can't right. do that. Well, there's also, and I think you've actually played right in to, to my plan. No, um... <laughs> <laughs> no. So I wanted to talk about. In my mind, it's like moment to moment planning, but I don't think that's a very good like description without like a whole paragraph worth of description. Because moment to moment sounds like you're you're like in the you're running the game at the time and that. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds it's like uh, how what's your game style? Make shit up. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, what it sounds like when you say that. Yeah, I mean, not no, but um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure monsters like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that's what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, Monster knows he's always welcome to come on here and argue with me. So uh, we haven't done a lot of arguing on the podcast. Uh, no, no. Yeah, we might be, might be time. It might be time. 
Uh, warlocks suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just remember, uh, I'm not you'll fight him, joke. you'll lose, but you'll fight but, him. But I'll fight him, yeah. <laughs> wow, welcome to our inside joke. <laughs> That's an old one, uh, though though a good one. I do like that one. Uh, I will lose if I fight him, <laughs> but I will fight him. Anyway, but um, I think the main idea of why the moment-to-moment thing doesn't make sense is I really need to define what I mean by moment with moment. I'm talking about essentially a scene with a reasonably high amount of stakes for a character or set of characters that also has a really big emotional impact to said characters, which yes, could be like a fight, but I don't often like picture like, fights that way and I do like fights that have a lot of meaning but they're it's not quite that so essentially then if you have those moments those things that you want to slash are going to happen and you take them and those become kind of the the beats that you're kind of you're kind of planning between so you're like okay I want to do this and then I want to do this and then I want to do this and you kind of have like structure your your plot around that. I think that's more of what I'm going for. And kind of what I've found is how I tend to actually plan kind of my in-between things. You know, my my uh for my kids on bikes game, it's a it's, for those of you who who are just tuning in, it's like very Stephen King based. Uh it's a little Stranger Things, which is Stephen King based. Um and I think it's great when I can have like, okay, cool. And they go into what's called the blackout, which is another like dimensional thing and have a bunch of experiences there and fight something at the end. Okay, cool. That follows that traditional structure or, you know, they fight, uh, they encounter and have to fight or escape from one of the bullies or they go in and they find kind of a big underground basement under one of the, uh, well, the party NPC's house that has a bunch of technology that appears to be causing all their problems. Those are more of like the typical structure. Um, or they go to the movies and every, everyone starts to turn into a Terminator. Um, cool. <laughs> oh, you didn't think that was fun? <laughs> no, I said cool. No, oh, okay. And it sounded sarcastic. Oh, yeah, no, no. I thought uh, you were I was, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm tired. So I was trying to go, oh, okay. cool. But it didn't oh, come yeah. out that way. It came out cool. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> um, so those are all great. When you can have those big like fight or like plot moments, they're really cool. Oftentimes they're kind of a, a, a mess. In my opinion, all RPG combat is kind of a mess. Um, so <laughs> there's not a lot of uh I mean there is ways of getting around that, but Oh, that reminds me, I still need to do like a fight 101 episode. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you going to uh, have Monster on for that one? I don't know. Maybe. I'd want to talk to him about it beforehand. Oh, see what his perspective on, on combat is? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so you have these in-between episodes. Every episode can't have like a ton of plot. Some episodes are building to something else some episodes are like you just gotta move your pieces around and get like a character in the right mindset or you know put a, 
a you know, reintroduce uh, an NPC or a villain or something, you know, something like that, right? Yeah. And I don't know if you could tell. I mean, you probably could tell. That's essentially what I was doing with my, my last episode that I ran. I was just reorganizing the chessboard, right? I don't know if I can really tell. I don't know if that was apparent. Oh, interesting. Okay. What, what, what were your impressions of... Actually, let's give a quick... Give a quick synopsis first before we actually. <laughs> so, the episode is kind of coming out of the big Terminatory one, uh, with all the characters kind of settling back in. They're worried about a bunch of different sets of bullies, um, though the main bullies for this episode were a couple I've kind of been keeping in the background, and their power or the power of one of them. Um, they are Heather and Jennifer. Uh, kind of the mean girls of uh, the school that all the characters attend. And her power is that she can essentially hypnotize you and get you to do whatever she wants, right? Broken. <laughs> I mean, you can resist it. Yeah, but the it. problem is there's a lot of people who aren't able to do that, that we sure. are, you know, those people. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, you shouldn't be worried. It's a grit check. Well, I'm not worried. I'm worried about, <laughs> you know, like her, like, you know, convincing like Rex or someone else that can like mm. very obviously strong arm me because, you know, she doesn't strike me as the type to, uh, you know, fight her own battles. <laughs> Let's be True. honest. When you have that True. power, you're never going to. Um, so the basic idea is that she kind of shows up and begins interfering with a lot of the relationships that have been going on with the party. Uh, essentially, Monster's character, Alan, has had kind of this um, this will-they-won't-they they going on with another NPC and her ex-boyfriend, who she just broke up with because they're going to college and she wanted to break it early. You've heard that story in high school, maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, but she broke it off. She's like, no, I just can't. I can't do this right now. Drove him kind of crazy, and they've been trying to figure out exactly what's been making him crazy. And I've been kind of throwing them very mixed signals and not really giving them an answer. I'm like, oh, is it that demon you found in the pawn shop? Maybe. <laughs> is it uh, the other two bullies who are currently uh, doing their own thing and uh, buddying up to uh, to a certain uh, certain guy, right? Right, right, Steve? Uh, sorry, which guys with which guys? Your, your new friends, Troy and Russell? Oh, yeah, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> Brad's they're new not friends. friends? No, they're not. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still trying to figure out exactly what what their their aim is. I can't tell if they're hoping to to use me or if they're just trying to be assholes or mm. or, or um you know there's a like a big master scheme and I just don't know what it is yet. You know I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um. No, so there's assholes. that going on. <laughs> there is uh, Trong's character who is currently reconnecting with his mom who was kind of an absentee parent but kind of recently had either an epiphany she's the mayor either an epiphany or uh really really got put into a corner with getting some votes probably a little bit of both but they don't really know yet um and he's dealing with some stuff that's less important for this right now um <laughs> <laughs> He's worried because he got a poster from the demon at the pawn shop and he doesn't really know what's going on with it. And he's very afraid of it. Um, and I find it very funny. But Oh, it's very amusing. Like, but this poster, man, it's like we're fighting like, you know, like crazy monsters that like, you know, like clone 
other people that we know but are still, you know, like crazy aliens and you're worried about a damn poster. I mean, from Steve's character's perspective, from Brad's perspective, he's like, dude, a giant bug cut off my girlfriend's arm. And it's only because my sister manifested healing powers that she's even okay right now. And she's True. still not really mentally okay with that whole thing. There's kind of some 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 unresolved trauma there. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna have to like carry the fly swatter in the house. <laughs> <laughs> True. In the future, um, it's like, oh, there's a fly. I got it. <laughs> anyway, um, that that was a couple episodes ago. That, yeah. It's still lingering. Um, with ongoing games, you obviously have all sorts of plot threads. And man, do I have a lot of stuff going on in this game. Uh, as we talked about in our Just Chatting episode last week, um, where I talked about having too many NPCs. Now you see why. Um, <laughs> so um, they, they had that. And then there's Nick's character, Abigail, who she hadn't really realized it yet, but her mom has also received a gift from the demon that's doing something weird. And so her character was kind of like trying to figure that out while also trying to fend off the affections of a different NPC character that she doesn't like, but is kind of hanging around. And she's kind of trying to like put him off on like someone else. Um, she's like, no, don't, I don't romantic affections over there, please. Uh, not this way, over, that way. Redirect, detour, you know? <laughs> so that's what, that's the mix I had going on. And I knew I didn't really want to do anything other than kind of reintroduce a kind of latent threat using the threat of um, a different character, the the ex-boyfriend who's after Monsters character, Alan, as kind of like a, a bigger cudgel because he can throw ball lightning. Um, I didn't say that either. Oh, man, this is it's a lot more confusing than I thought for radio. <laughs> <laughs> you have a so lot of NPCs. All that. <laughs> yeah, I do have. Yeah. Hence the too many NPCs question. Um, <laughs> we haven't even discussed like a lot of them. Um, so I going into that episode, I was like, okay, want to establish threat. I also kind of had it in the back of my mind these uh, in the timeline Halloween is coming up and I did want there to be a Halloween party. And that kind of happened actually organically when I mentioned, yeah, I was like, I oh yeah, remember there's Halloween. And then like, uh, I think actually Nick's character was like, we need to have a Halloween party, and I'm like, that was actually cool. me. That was you. That was me. Good. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. It was like I was talking to Sarah, and like, uh, Sarah's the party NPC who got her arm chopped off. Yeah, uh, but she was like stressed out or something, which I don't think Brad like really figured out too much exactly what was going on, other than she's nope. just like the whole situation in general is just like bad. I think is what she told me. I don't know if that's correct or not, but that's what he. Took. That's correct. Yeah. So and it's gotten worse. Um but Oh anyway, yes, sorry. it has. <laughs> <laughs> it has. Um I mean, was it no, it was the time before that I think that I had to, you know, grab a tire iron out of uh Monster's character's car and uh like try and back him up while he tried to pretend to be the devil to some dude. <laughs> yeah, the ball lightning guy. Yeah. <laughs> the ball lightning guy. The ex boyfriend yeah. of his crush. Yeah. <laughs> a lot's happened. <laughs> a lot has happened. Yeah. So I have all that going in and I know I'm not going to deal with all of that. So dear listener, you don't actually have to remember all of that. <laughs> I just wanted to set the stage. Um, so going in, I realized that I just really wanted to have a couple big moments. I wanted to have Monsters character Alan witness the Mean Girl's power 
by her kind of controlling and having um his crush uh like go up and like basically like snuggle tackle him and like you know embarrass herself in the middle of a bunch of people in the library and the consequence of this is because he, he avoided the embarrassment because uh, he has the power to turn invisible and he has the power to turn other people invisible. So he turned both of them invisible. So no one saw anything except for now the mean girls know that he can turn invisible and they didn't know that before. Consequence. So it's fun having consequences either way and essentially your characters have to pick like the worst of either consequence. So I had that as like a moment in my mind and I was like, okay, this moment will happen during the game. And I just have to wait until my spot to put that in. And I had it planned in the library, which is where it did actually take place because the characters kind of have schedules. But I could have had it like, you know, in the middle of town or like, you know, in the the ballroom with the wrench. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, I could have had it take take place anywhere. But I just had that as like a kind of pinpoint, like an anchor. And I was like, okay, I also want to have Nick's character, Abigail encounter the mean girl and have her attempt to hypnotize Abigail. And I knew that my chances, because Abigail has very high grit, which is the kind of resistant stat in Kids on Bikes, I knew that that was iffy. I had, I was like, okay, there's a pretty high chance that Abigail can get out of this, and that's fine. All I need to do is is have her be there, have her be an active threat, and have there be like a note that like, Something definitely happened. And I had that as an anchor. So I have embarrassing choice for Monster's character. I have pro- like a, an encounter, but like a pretty good chance of success, but also kind of a, hey, here's, here's a warning for, for Nick's character, right? And I have the Halloween party that I ended up not having to, to bother. I, they, Steve did it uh, without prompting from <laughs> yeah. me or without very much prompting from me. Because <laughs> the Halloween party is going to be next episode, so like, yeah, it was you know, pretty much just you saying it. like, uh, "Oh, it's Halloween coming up," and it's like, "Oh, you know, girls feeling down, huh? Maybe we should have a party. Maybe that will make her feel better. Feel better." Like that's all it, it took, and yeah, I, I don't think you, like, I don't know who you were going to have suggest it, <laughs> but oh, I was gonna, I was gonna have Sarah suggest it. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, that's, it's always nice when, when those things happen. And if you know your players well enough and you know kind of what you can say to make them do things, that, that kind of stuff becomes easier. Um, so I had that. I also had the two bullies who are, for some reason, being friendly to Steve's character, Brad. I wanted to have them come up. Right? Friendly my ass. <laughs> um, and I wanted to have the um oh i mean i wanted abigail to discover that her mom is like under the control of something right so those were essentially the five moments that i had and aside from something which i actually kind of planned to start the the episode with or start closer to the episode with although it ended up happening sometime in the middle um which is the the character who kind of fully became a terminator i wanted to have him enter and and everyone be like, oh my god, he's back! What the hell is going on? Which is what happened. <laughs> um, but that wasn't really like I was like, oh, I'm just gonna start that to kind of kick things off. So, yeah, um, I guess what I'm saying with this very long thing, <laughs> lowest listened to episode. I'm 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 picturing it now. Um, <laughs> is I think you can play it like that 
and without having really like huge um, like battles or anything, you can have a more low key episode where you just kind of play around and try to insert these moments to start or ignite other plot points. And I, I want to say that as like a perfectly valid way and perhaps sometimes an ideal way, especially if you're kind of, you know, in between big battles or um, you don't want to have a lot of fighting because uh, fighting takes a long time. Um, if you have something where you're like, oh, I need to get a lot done. How do I do this? And I think that is a very, very ideal way to do it. Have have a more of a mood episode. Go from those emotional moments to emotional moments. Uh, and feel free to rearrange because it actually ended up that the Abigail uh, thing, the mean girl came up to Abigail. That happened actually first. Um, so it just ha- I was just like, oh, and now is a good time to do that, I guess. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't think Steve could have even picked out that I was, that, that was, that's how I planned that episode. Right. No, no, I, I, I couldn't have. No, I, it seemed like you had things like actually laid out in, in planned. Cause it was like a certain order to everything. Uh, at least like in terms of like how we played, like, oh yeah, you're at lunch and you're discussing things. And then it does help that I have a school schedule to work with. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, but like, like, oh yeah, Doug shows up, um, I think before <laughs> lunch on break or something and deal with the, no, the during, bullies during lunch, during lunch was the bullies. Yeah, it was, it was no during lunch. Doug showed up. It's like yeah, the middle dur- of the game. during lunch, uh, Doug showed up, but like earlier than that was the bullies. And then like after that, it was, uh, uh, Heather and one of the bullies and Patrick essentially like yeah, talking yeah. to each other, which is like, okay, this is getting weird. Like. It seemed like there was an order to things that was like pre-planned. Yeah. That order didn't exist. That was just how <laughs> things ca- turned out. Yeah. That was just me kind of going, okay, this moment happened. This moment happened. If they happen in this order, this would logically happen. Right? Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I yeah, that's just what I wanted to convey. I just wanted to get across that like you can plan things like less traditionally and have it still come out as like interesting or suspenseful. And I know my players are all on their toes because now they're like, oh, shit, he activated a bunch of the enemies. <laughs> like, <laughs> we essentially... activated his trap cards. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, put a lot of trap cards. Oh, and I did want to say Abigail passed her her grit check, but I still had the repercussions. Like I still had or not the repercussions, not the whole repercussions. I still had like an impact. So she, when she went over to because uh, the bully was trying to get her to go up and kiss the guy she's trying to like put off essentially. Um, so if she'd failed, that would have been a really big mess. I, but I, I was like, eh, 20, 25% chance that's going to happen. Would have been fun. Um, <laughs> but I still had her like, Oh man, you really feel like, um, I think it was like spotlight into you. What, what? I think, I think you said that like, you feel like there's like a spotlight on you when she's like looking at you or something. Yeah, no, but after that, when she went to see him, Oh, uh, the the guy, she had like an after feeling or an after effect of like that. Um, and I didn't tell Nick that that was part of her effect. That was just like a little lingering and like it didn't do anything other than put Nick and Ab- uh, his character Abigail like on alert. They're like, what the hell's going on? Did they he actually thought that Heather had gotten to that the NPC that was crushing on her 
And I'm like, no. <laughs> I didn't say no. But I, I let that sit. That's still simmering. And Nick doesn't listen to this, so he won't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, hopefully that was semi-coherent. Uh, um, don't be afraid to think out emotional moments and have them kind of a, like, you know, just slot them in where you can and let that be your episode and let the characters guide it um, and kind of, you know, play it out. And I guess this does require you to have kind of a set setting. Like, I, I know my NPCs really well. Um, and I know I have a good idea of where they are and what they're doing at any given time, uh, <laughs> which so, I think comes across, right? Right, Steve? I'm sorry, what? That I have a good idea of where my NPCs are and what they're doing and what they're thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that, okay. that helps a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's uh, that's something that I struggle <laughs> with Crimson Knight just because, like, I have to, like, develop a whole planet. So that means I've got to, like, take a bunch of NPCs that are on that place that are doing things because... The people that you guys travel with on the ship, like you know what they're doing. <laughs> so true. Uh yeah. And um, hey, don't don't be afraid to uh to have on game and off game NPCs. Like I mentioned a bunch of bullies this this time, but I still left out kind of the the big bad bully that I started with. He's still on ice. He's still off doing something else. Um and they're still afraid of him, which I find very funny because he hasn't appeared for like five or six episodes really true i think they yeah. saw him a couple episodes ago but yeah uh so for like example you kind mm -hmm. of like recommend like playing this as kind of like it's not a great example but like <laughs> whose line is in it anyway when uh you know the host like hits a buzzer and it's like okay you know say something else you know like the characters are talking to each other they're impro uh, improving, and then you're basically just like the manipulator in the background saying like okay now this happens how do you deal with it Rather than like, uh, rather than like taking them by the hand and walking them through like a pre-made garden, you're like you like yes. throw a ball to them and then have them deal with it type of thing. Yeah, but it's like a bit because I feel like that's almost a little bit of what all RPing is. Is that <laughs> now this happened? Um, the idea yeah, is true. that that you have those like yeah, you imagine that as like the the whose line is it anywhere prompt cards. But I have them all laid out and I can pick up any one of them at any time uh, as long as it's like, you know, uh, uh, the the correct group is together. You know, does that make sense? Essentially, like I have like, OK, I have all these cues for when a series of things that I think is going to happen happens and I can play them. When but it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter like when as long as I do during this. Uh, okay, I, but how do you how do you deal with like yeah. unforeseen? Because does that make like unforeseen like um like if you're like okay, well these characters are gonna stick together and you know maybe they'll split up into groups of two, yeah, or they'll split split up into two groups or something yeah. like that. But then you find out that everyone like literally goes their own way, and now you have to figure <laughs> out how to get them back. Like, doesn't that mean that you have to do like more planning on the side to basically say, hey, like this might happen or this might happen, or this other thing might happen. Like, I've got to think about all these different, you know, things they could do when I give them this time period, like, let's say, like, 20 minutes, to, like, have their <laughs> characters just, like, figure out and do whatever they want to do together. Because, like, I'm not, like, planning out, like, their path as much. Like, wouldn't you say that would but, require more planning? But, like, the characters do stuff. The characters have patterns that I know, theoretically, right? Yeah, so you're saying all according to Keikaku. Got it. Um, <laughs> know, know the players and uh, read their minds. Got it. 
No, I don't read their mind. Like, I just have an idea. Like, I know. It feels like it sometimes, damn it. <laughs> like, I have a pretty good idea that at the moment, Trong's character Tommy's going to go into the graveyard to try and make some business deals. Uh, and he's going to skip the, the end of his classes. I have a pretty good idea that Monster's character is going to go into the library and study um, at, you know, a couple of different points. I know that Abigail is going to talk to her friends in the lunchroom because this has happened before. And even if it doesn't happen, then I can just kind of get through the day and start a new day and see if that happens. Or if Abigail decides to go out and I don't know if just Abigail decides to go out and watch the cheerleaders and the football stadium or something like that, then I could just move the event to that other location. You have to make sure that they're moments that mean something, but they're moments that you can move. They're transitional. You can yeah. So they're not like tied to the location or. Yeah. objects in your surrounding or, or whatnot. Okay. Ideally, they should be, all I need to do is have t uh, one to three player characters in the same place. The lower the number, the easier it is. And then have my NPCs, who I control most of the time, uh, <laughs> show up. And because the GM controls the NPCs and the surroundings, hopefully it's fairly easy to kind of manipulate these circumstances into existence. Okay. Yeah. There you go. No mind control needed. Just <laughs> space and time control, which you have as a GM a lot of the time. And suddenly there's an FBI agent following you. Damn it. <laughs> hey, the FBI agent didn't show up last episode. Wait, did he? No. Yes. No. Wait, no. did he? He might have shown up to Trunk's character. I was going to say, I thought he talked to some... Oh, yeah, he tried to talk he to... He tried uh... to talk to Trunk. Yeah. Yeah. Got stonewalled by uh, his maid or whatever. Yeah, I don't. His I don't know exactly what her assistant. role is, but yeah, <laughs> his mom's assistant. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I wasn't sure if she like does things around the house or if she's <laughs> just like like second mom or whatever. Like I don't know. <laughs> oh, um, I mean, technically he doesn't know, but oh, yeah. well, surprise, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I I I, knows? I can neither confirm nor deny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> More things for Tommy to deal with. <laughs> True. Uh, well, uh, did you have any other questions? Um, Hopefully that episode made sense. I, I, I think so. Um, okay. Let me see. Let, let me try and channel the inner monster on... Uh, <laughs> on Next uh, time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by reading... Uh, I'm going to be like, oh, yes. A, uh, a, uh, list, a, uh, a, a, a email came in from a listener, um, a Monster... And <laughs> we'll see. So uh, to play like devil's advocate here, mm -hmm. uh, I guess kind of, or, or yeah. uh, monster's advocate. Uh, <laughs> not saying he's a devil, just saying. <laughs> anyway. He's a devil sometimes. I guess he did play a demon once. Um, he did. He did. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, damn it. Now the thought's gone. Hold on. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> shit. Uh. Okay, so wouldn't you say that like doing it more flexible this way, since you don't have like a predefined like start end and like neat little package for your episode uh, that you're running, wouldn't you say that it, it tends to be less impactful overall? Like, yeah, you're you're being more flexible in like where you can place things, but since like you kind of are letting the players have a little bit more freedom. If you're like more time constrained, like let's say you only have four hours to do your session uh, yeah. for when you run it, 
then if you'd plan things out and you kind of have it strategized that you might have like a less interesting episode because you need the characters to like interact and like do their things and then you you may not be able to like place like the big event that you want uh or like a major event so you have to like wait till next time and that four hours isn't as like like you know impactful as it could be like do you ever I mean, like how I would think, you i think that is definitely the danger i would also say probably give yourself at least six hours if you're going to do something like this or have few impactful moments that you really need to happen okay yeah four hour four hours is always a tough time span though so in my yeah, opinion you, i guess you gotta be GMs. It'd be like, okay, you guys are bringing food. Uh, we're going to take a couple breaks uh, at most. <laughs> no, fuck uh, that. If we're doing four hours, we're taking maybe one 10-minute break. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I was like, I, I meant like like a couple five-minute breaks here and there. But yeah. Oh, no, no. I, I would um, be uh, I would be a pretty hard taskmaster on four hours. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> we're doing four hours. Then this is going to be a lot more on rails than I normally do. That might <laughs> be an interesting. <laughs> that might be an interesting thing. Uh four hour sessions uh, <laughs> though honestly i think almost you would you might be better leading that than i would i mean i guess i have run some four hour episodes but i feel like you have too so i think we've run about the same number of four hour episodes and i've been oh, doing really? this a lot longer oh yeah i mean you, you did me? you did silent spiral one but didn't we do um a lot of avant noir sessions after you know like business hours on, on like yeah a but Thursday? those were like six hours long minimum most of the time we went like into the night with those it, oh, we were okay. young then. <laughs> yeah i guess that's true yeah yeah i'm young whippersnappers yeah those are the ones where i used to like take a nap after work and like wake up and run them oh <sighs> oh yeah i used anymore. to i used yeah. to fall asleep during some of those sessions not not because mm -hmm. not because they were boring but because uh i worked were... you know eight to five and yeah. have to <laughs> had to get up like you know an hour and a half before going to work so <laughs> i i do remember drive there i do remember who it would wreck a lot of us <laughs> yeah so yeah uh youth yeah i don't know maybe uh maybe four episodes is something that we could discuss but yeah i i don't know if i have a whole lot to like strategize <laughs> add to it um other than You're it's like, mostly just, just like stay on stay on target stay on target <laughs> <laughs> stay on target oh. don't put away your targeting computer <laughs> And I'll be there like, use the force, Luke. And you're like, shut up. Don't listen to that ghost. He lies, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> He's dead. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Dark. Uh, but yeah, all right. Did you want to Did you wanna sign us out then? Uh, sure. Yes. I don't think I've I've got anything else. I don't think I can. Uh, devil's ad advocate as uh, good as needed. Uh, monsters advocate. I mean, uh, to, yeah, to monsters advocate level. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so remember to play what you love. And until next time, your characters do something epic uh even if it's uh in the middle of a bunch of uh loosely strung together emotional moments yep <laughs> no no jokes <laughs> i was like oh wait i was supposed to come up with the uh uh got yeah, changed uh, for a yeah. nickel Cha yeah, yeah no i was like oh he he, he in. that's that's kind of like putting for your thoughts and i'm like nothing's coming together like i can't <laughs> <laughs> you got changed for a nickel i got five pennies for your thoughts oh <sighs> Yeah, you're right. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't. Yeah, it just, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I can't, I can't combine it somehow. It just doesn't, yeah. Yeah, no. R-O-imperfection at gmail.com <laughs> if you have a better one. I'm about to say that again because, like, this is the end of the episode. You're about to hear a recorded me ev from every episode. So, anyway, and, uh, have have a good time, listener. Just try it out. Feel free to email me if it doesn't fucking work. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, at, at us. Wait, isn't it? Don't at us. Um, <laughs> don't at me. Are you kidding me? I will I, at me. At always at me. At me forever. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> All right. <send> <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments, questions, interjections, queries, notes, formal challenges, or suppositions, please email us at roimperfection at gmail.com. That's R-O-I-M-P-E-R-F-E-C-T-I-O-N at symbol G-M-A-I-L dot com. Or follow us on Twitter at roimperfection or Instagram search roimperfection. You can also visit our website at roimperfection.com. If you enjoyed our work, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week, everybody.